What's up? Welcome to the Do Good Movement. Our purpose here is to make a positive impact in our society through real life education. The movement comes into play when you guys share the content to help other people do good just like you. Today is going to be a business episode. Talk to you a little bit about business. Uh, what I'm going to talk to you about today, if you are in business, uh, you might have had this close call before. If some of you are looking to get into business, this is just some good information for you to prepare. Um, in a, a startup company, in in business in general, um, as you guys have heard in our, our podcast before about P&Ls, right? Um, if there's a thing called a profit and a loss statement, right? It tells you how much money you're making or how much money you're losing. There's a reason why it's called a P&L, like the L, the loss, right? Because um, that's every accounting software has, it says P&L for a reason. It doesn't say profit. It says P&L in every single accounting software. That's because there are businesses that take loss. There are businesses that lose. And if you think you're just going to go ahead and start a company today, or if you have a good thing going and it's always going to be like that, eh, you got to rethink that, right? Our goal is always be profitable, always have that good thing going. But there are things that could happen inside of your control outside or outside of your control that could have you take that L. And you want to have minimal L's. You don't want to take a loss in a day. You don't want to take a loss in a month or take a loss in a year. You want to be profitable. You want to win. If you're looking at the competitive end or if you're looking at, hey, I just got to make money, you got to be profitable, man. So um, I want to talk to you about what to do when you feel like your business is on the downturn. Like you're going in, your sales are plummeting. Things are going wrong. Maybe there's a supply issue. Um, maybe you're just losing people. Like you're looking on the horizon and you're saying, uh, yeah, this isn't looking good. And I want to talk to you about when that is going on, what to do and what to think during that time. I've been there um, a few times in the last 11 years and have made it out, obviously, every single time. Um, but it's definitely a, a, a very scary moment. Uh, key number one is you probably have employees, right? And so everything, your good days, your bad days, your sad days, the days you don't want to go do anything, the days you're late, people are watching. They are, you are their, their leader, right? You're their influence and they're watching what you do and how you do it and how you react and how you talk and what your body language is and all that stuff. And so they're starting to mimic you just almost as like when you have kids and your kids start watching what you do, they're going to mimic good habits and bad habits. And I'm not saying, guys, your employees are basically looking up to you like a god and they're going to copy you and be just like you. But there's going to be a little bit of good and bad. And it's not all of it that they're going to learn along the way and think that, hey, that is acceptable. That's that's what we're going to do. So now knowing that and you're looking at this when you're going through a bad time, most likely your team knows you're going through a bad time and you as a leader need to step up, keep your emotions out of it, rise above the um, occasion and help them get through it and be that positive light. But if you're the one saying, if you guys don't do this, we're going to fail. We're going to go out of business. Things aren't looking good. Sales are declining. I don't know what I'm going to do in life. Well, you just freaked everybody out because their head's probably already there. You probably just are going to lose your entire team. That's going to get out to your customers, and you're going to speed up you going out of business in a very, very quick fashion. Now, it is okay if you go to your team and say, yeah, things aren't trending the way we want it to. 
We want it to be here. But that's part of business, right? That's why it's a P&L. Here's what we're going to do to fix it. We're going to win. We're not losers. We get a knocked on our ass a little bit, 100%. But we're going to go change how we work tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that. And I can guarantee you I'm going to do everything in my power. I'm going to work whatever hours I have to work, and I'm going to make sure that we're going to start seeing those wins today. Who's in with me? You know, give high fives. Let's go. You have to get your team. It's okay that they understand what's going on, but you have to paint the picture that, hey, we're going to get through this. Even though you might be unsure, you have to be damn confident in your abilities as a leader and your in your team's abilities that the talent's there. You guys have built this business once. You have no problem building it again. And that's a natural thing that goes through business because economy changes, the way your industry works changes. There's a lot of different things going on. And so you have to adapt to what's going on, hopefully adapt sooner than later and start steering your ship in a little bit of a different direction to make sure that you're always on that winning streak. Um, Now, if you face these losing streaks, I want you to think about what can you do next time to forecast that coming, to be prepared So that doesn't happen because most losing streaks are something that could be forecasted. Maybe the actions on the sales, maybe people slowed down on their activities. They weren't talking to their customers as much. They weren't reaching out to new customers as much. And sales were coming in today and through the next couple months, but all that stuff's hitting later on due to the actions that we're doing today. That's why I say like, I don't really look at my financial statement too much. I have a team that does that for me. I look at actions and activities because I know the work produces the result. And if I can manage and focus on the work, I already know what my P&L is going to look like. It's going to be badass. But if I start focusing on the P&L and trying to watch the numbers too much and I'm not watching the work, that's what's going to happen. So when you're going through this time, um, there's going to be times when you have to work double or triple what you're used to. And the entire team is going to have to do that, right? And so you have to talk to them and get them to be bought in on your company, the season you're going to go through, and what the future is going to look like for a positive for everybody once you make it through. So go ahead and do that with your team and then start putting your attention on the action. So, hey, do I still believe these current actions, how we go to business, how our structure is of employees, do I still think that's a win? If you still think your, your employee structure is a win. You still think your model is a win. You still think you have value to serve is a win. Then you need to look at the activities. Are we making enough activities? Well, you could do math on how many activities you're making is resulting to X amount of sales. There's a couple other equations of new customers, lost customers, average sale, close ratio, blah, 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 right? There's a bunch of other stuff you could do in there. But if X actions, right, if 100 calls let's just say for an example, if a hundred calls means one customer, well, one customer means $10,000. So every hundred calls, I get $10,000. Well, how many $10,000 do you need to win again? That's going to tell you how many calls you need. Well, then how many people can make a hundred calls in a day? Maybe that's one person, right? Okay. Well, it might say you need two people, three people, four people to be making those calls and make the thousands you have. Then you might go into, okay, so that's one, right? Look at the actions. Make sure you're doing the right actions if the model's correct. Now, when I talked about the structure a second ago, you might say, yeah, Dylan, I need to make 400 calls, but I only have one salesperson. 
Okay, that's why, again, I talk about the structure. Who else is on your team? What are they doing? Because if your sales are trending down, that means you have horsepower in your business and other areas. So is there somebody in operations? Is there somebody in finance? Is there somebody in leadership? You yourself, your wife, your husband, whatever it might be, can, can we get them trained up pretty quickly to start making these calls as well if that model still works? Then you start shifting and start taking titles away and just say, guys, we're here to win the damn game. So if you watch football, sometimes it is the wide receiver most of the time catching the play. Sometimes it's somebody random that's just in the right spot. What do they do? They don't let the ball go by them, catch a play and go run it. The team is focused on winning. So you need to get your team to understand that. When you understand the data or what you have to do, again, if the model is right, then start reprioritizing and refocusing people to produce the result you need to produce. So you see how I've changed it from, hey, my world's falling apart to I'm going to reshuffle and restructure and look at data and know if I do these things, then we're going to go ahead and win over here. Now, if in the you really need to find time in your day the end of the day, you got to work weekends to do exactly what I'm talking about because I know the number one excuse of people listening to this right now will be like, yeah, that's great, Dylan. I don't have time to go through and look at data. Well, here's what's going to happen. You're going to start making plays without knowing the result of that play. It only takes hours, guys, if not a day or two days, to understand the result of the plays before you go and shuffle your whole business and start doing stuff that might not work, that might put you in a worse spot. So don't be emotional. What I mean by emotional is don't be reactive. Don't just start doing stuff. You have the idea. Okay, now let's spend time and put it on paper. You're not going to probably be able to do it during the day because you're busy, right? You need to find the time somewhere in your weekend on a holiday. I don't really care. If you care for your business, you're going to find the time to do it. And write out, here's all the different plays and things you could do and start putting numbers and different things to it and what the result's going to be. Be extremely conservative. Don't inflate it and go off a of hope or I think. Go off of past data so you know if you could just do the exact same thing, you're going to produce the exact same result. And I say conservative. Don't grab your highest salesperson or your best customer and try to copy that. Pull averages where you know you could have the highs and lows, but this is where it's going to meet. That's going to do that part. Um, so let's say you go through this and it's not looking good, right? The result's not looking good. Well, hell, you just saved yourself a lot of work and a lot of people's work on doing different things. So the next thing is, how do I change the way my business is done? And this is a really good spot to be in as a company, even though it's hard on you because you're putting a lot of emotion into this, right? And the more you can pull your emotion out of your business decisions, the more life you get back, the more energy you get back, and the more um, top-level executive decisions you start making versus emotional on how you feel and tired and all that, you're going to start making bad decisions when you put the me in it. You have to look at it as your business is not your business when you're going through this. And why I just said this is a good spot to be in in a business because every time I've been in this spot, I've made model changes and shifted the way we do business. And it has changed my future and the company's future by literally 10x every single time. And if I wasn't served with this opportunity with this, hey, shit, man, things aren't looking in a good direction, I would have never made that change. I would have been in that comfortable spot doing kind of the same things and I wouldn't have been challenged with my back against the wall saying, hey, Dylan, this is a live or die for the business. 
you don't come up with something, you know what that's going to look like and you don't want that. Right. And so this is what I'm talking to my head. So I forced myself to figure out that next thing, just like what you're going to do right now when you're going through this situation. So you're going to sit there, you're going to be under pressure and you're going to know your business best. You're going to get desperate. You're going to probably talk to your customers. You're going to talk to people in your company that you've never talked to. I'm like, Hey man, this is where I am. What do you think I could do? How do you think I could fix this? You're going to reach out to people in your network that you've never talked to. You're going to reach out to random people on social media. You're going to probably call consultants. You're probably going to go to a leadership class. You're probably going to read some kind of book. You're going to get forced into this new you, into this new business. And by doing that, you're going to learn exactly what you need to go do to take home to your business. I can't give you exact examples on what you're going to go through and how you're going to figure it out. But sometimes, guys, it's some simple structure changes where um, you didn't think was possible because when you first started, you're like, hey, I have to have it set up this way. I have to have a secretary. I have to have an assistant. I have to have a salesperson. I have to have five warehouse people. I have to have 10 drivers just because if these four drivers are out, right, you start putting these luxuries in and these hopes in different things and putting a lot of cost into your business. And then as time goes on, you don't really, uh, sometimes you're moving so quick where you don't look back and say, do I need all this? Can we kind of consolidate these roles? Can we build the synergy here? Maybe this person can step up and do this next thing. Why am I trying to hire and find this next talent? Like you're going to go through it all because you're desperate to figure it out and you're going to figure out some really cool stuff and you're going to undercut, you'll uncover a lot of potential that you had. You're going to uncover a lot of potential that your team had. I don't know. You might come up with with an affiliate program, a referral program, getting your customers to help sell for you. Um, a way to eliminate waste. I mean, I, I, we've literally had to go through this in every scenario and it's cash flowed us by miles. It's uh, made our profit greater by miles. Um, we've been able to keep customers through it by being forced in these scenarios. And the best part about this guys is it starts changing the way you think going forward where you start being more proactive. Like I talked about in the beginning where you don't have to react every time because you start learning and now you're experienced with what happens if you don't force change inside your business. You should always be forcing change. You should always be looking at your structure. You should always be looking at your model. You should always be looking at your value add because when you don't and you get comfortable where you're at, somebody else playing the game starts growing and they start taking things away from you. So you always need to be coming out with that next best thing. Even when you and your team look at your company like we're the shit, like we got it together, Guys, so there's people copying you today that are going to be playing the same game you're playing, but they can't copy the next game that you're making because they don't know that game. So in my business, we're all, we, we run this industry. We say this is how things are going to get done, and literally everybody follows. Past employees trying to copy, competitors trying to copy, and I'm like, cool, man. Go, keep, I keep copying that because the shit that we're producing that's coming out literally – Six, every six months at a time is something newer, bigger, all that stuff that now they're going to have to copy. They have the old version, right? So like think of iPhones. We had iPhone 1. Now we're like iPhone 14 with a thousand different variations in between. The competitors of iPhone are always copying that phone prior and iPhone's always coming out with this new best thing and they're leading that marketplace. Do the same in your business. And you have to, you have to build that culture inside your company like – Guys, we're going to be winning and we're going to be scratching shit up so we could, we're going to redo how the game's 
played so we could keep winning. Um, not saying you got to completely wipe your entire company, maybe as that example showed, but you got to make tweaks and you got to make edits and those different things where it's very hard for people to mimic what you're doing and you're always providing more value, more service, different things like that to stay ahead of it. I would say this, who would you rather compete with? Would you rather compete versus a competitor in the space or would you rather compete with yourself? I would rather control the challenges and compete with myself and compete with the pressure I put on myself versus somebody putting pressure on me saying, hey, I'm coming for you. Because when somebody's putting pressure on you from the outside, you only have so much time to react versus when you're self-inflicting your own pressure, you have more of a time frame and you're always staying ahead. And so like people ask me like, hey, who's your competition? I don't got competition. The shit they're working on, the shit I'm working on, two different things. They don't, they're not, they're not playing in our boat. Now, if you want to ask who my competition was today, that would be competition five years ago. Yeah, here's our names because they're trying to copy that model. But create, so I, I walk through kind of what you're doing, what to do if your business is going down a, a bad path. And what I, this, this last piece I walked you through is how to keep your business from going in a bad path. So you make sure that you're always proactive and you never have to face those oh shit moments that come up, which will come up if you haven't faced them. If they came up and you've already got past it, now you know what can you change, what can you tweak, what can you make better so that oh shit moment never comes up. And where I spend most of my time, guys, as a leader, as a, uh, give me a title, right, the CEO of this business, um, I spend my time going diving deep in my divisions diving deep with my customers and self-inflicting a lot of the things that we need to create and we need to change the work i do isn't because somebody's moving my cheese and taking my customers and different things like that the work i create is hey here's how we could get better here's how we could one up and there's nobody even close close to even operating on how we even operate today and i'm already playing with it because it's my job as running this business to keep us ahead where nobody could even catch up in this race at all times. And that's what you need to be doing for your business. That's what you need to be doing for your division. If you're listening and you, you run a team here, if you are just a worker at where you are, like lead, you don't have to have a title. You don't have to have a division. You don't have to have a business, but look at what you're doing today. How do you, how do you make it more exciting? How do you change it? How do you plus one it? How do you better serve people and start doing that? You will be recognized. If you could change people without the title. If you could change your division, you will be recognized. If it's with that company or with a different company, you will be paid more. Eventually you will move up. Um, so challenge that, push it, drive it. And that's how that's how you win through a losing streak, and that's how you prevent a losing streak that might happen. That's what I got for you today. Do good.